everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Father Daughter First Down, where we bear all about the Chicago Bears. I'm Maya. I'm Joey. I'm the father. And I'm the daughter. And another another victory. Sunday so, uh, W. Cheers. cheers and happy new year. Happy new year as May well. May 2022 bring, well, 2022 is, is off good for the bears. It's and off good for the bears. I think it's been, you know, good for everyone pretty much besides Antonio Brown and the Bucks. I mean, today. it's not a new season. It's but, a new uh, year, but it's not a new season. Yeah. So everyone uh, besides Antonio Brown has been having a great start to the new year, I would say. Well, he's, he's, that was a, that was definitely, that's what woke me up this Sunday, but um, let's get into the bears game a little. It was an expected victory. At least I had it as an expected victory. The first quarter was probably the most exciting quarter of the game. I could have stopped watching after the first quarter. My attention span was kind of in and out, honestly, after the first quarter, um what about you well for me um I mean it was 29 to 3 it was uh, I think the stands were were half full uh looking you know I'm glad that I watched it recorded I I fell I was falling asleep a lot because I was watching I didn't watch it totally live and I was finding myself nodding off many times throughout the game yes the first quarter the first play of the game right the first play of the game fumble turn you know goes to the two-yard line overall the Bears had four takeaways, two fumbles, two interceptions. We could do a lot of shout outs for, for uh, defensive players. I thought the the offense was really ho-hum, sort of, you know, lackluster. Andy Dalton got the start. He um, got the ball twice in the red zone from, you know, the defense making some good plays. So, you know, early you, on, so, early it was, on. so it was 14, nothing like after the first two, after the Giants coughed it up twice. Um, one with the fumble, the strip from Gibson, and then um, uh, the other Gibson, the defensive back Gibson, had the interception, and he brought it into the red zone. So it made it, and and that's Bears football traditionally. The defense, right. Our defense was looking unbelievable, and we're still down, you know, key players on our defensive line, which we will definitely get into later. But um, the one thing that I did not love which doesn't even matter at this point or didn't really matter in the game was that you know we got the ball back from I think it was a fumble or yeah it was a fumble recovery that we got and then right after um our offense got onto the field Dalton threw a pick and it was just like oh, right it was bang bang it was right, right, like right. I mean it didn't make a difference it didn't, it didn't really matter right. Listen, Andy Dalton, I, you know, we could talk about free agents. I think that's one of the things we want, who the bear free agents are going to be. We're going to touch upon, you know, a couple ideas that we each have maybe for a future coach interview. Um, I think, you know, the, we keep hearing, uh, you know, with two victories now in the last two weeks, you know, does, does Nagy have a chance of saving his job that the players are playing for Nagy? I totally disagree. I, I think not. At, first of all, I think he's gone. Um, I think that the players are playing for the players. The players are playing, playing for, for the players, but I'm not confident after these victories that Nagy will be gone because I feel like I've been saying that Nagy will be gone. I said it last year, it didn't happen. And now I'm saying it again this year. And I just don't know what the bears front office and their ownership, if they will actually have pulled the trigger, the guts to make the moves, even though he is up on his contract. I just, I don't know. 
I, I think they are. I, they will. I, I he's hope gone. they will. I he's hope. Gone. I hope he's gone. he's gone. I hope it's done with. Sean Payton. I'm just going to say Sean Payton. I'm going to say in your dream, Sean Payton will leave the okay. Saints. What's your dream? My dream would be to get the offensive coordinator out of Arizona or maybe even uh, get him out of uh, the Buffalo Bills or Doug Peterson. What I really don't want to happen is everybody is pushing for the Ohio State coach to come in because of his success with Justin Fields. I don't love, you know, college coaches transitioning to the pros, especially in a head coach role. I feel like if they're going to transition, they need to start off as, you know, an offensive or defensive coordinator first before going into the head coach role. So I just, I don't really like, you know, I mean, you've seen it fail with uh, Nick Saban, with Urban Meyer. We've discussed this before, you know, of going from college to the pros. So uh, I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I want to see what I'd like to see is a head coach who's been in the NFL, who's had success come in. So no, uh, we've promoted, got, we've been the promoter, the Bears have been the promoter of assistance um, of late and that hasn't worked. So between Lovey Smith, Tressman, although Tressman was a head coach in the Canadian League, um, and John Fox was a former coach. So it, it's been a mixed bag, but I'd like to see an experienced, successful uh, coach leader that, that has a track record of developing a coach, uh, a culture and, and a winning track record. I know that's rare. I know Sean Payton's a pipe dream, but I think he'd be the perfect fit. And he's, he's a Chicago guy. He's an Illinois guy. He went to Eastern Illinois. He, he played for the bears, um, for a short time when uh, there was a, a union strike and they brought in scrubs, he was a scrub, but that's a whole nother show in and of itself. We won't get into that, but, but he did play for the bears at quarterback many, many years ago. It's a really long time ago, but um, I'm going to go with um, my sauciest play of the game. We're right, right now. to the sauciest You're play. Right to the sauciest What's play. What's your sauciest play? Wait, are we in agreement? We really didn't even talk about this. We because, didn't, but because I'm I was just... sleeping through the whole game. I was tired. It was a long well, weekend. I'll go New first. New Year's. I'll go I first. Maybe so a little, I was can... overserved. Were you overserved this weekend? I think I, I definitely overserved myself, but I got a text. Self served overserved. Yeah, self serve overserved. But I got a text from you around like 1 a.m. and I was like, you're still awake. What was the text? You wish me a happy new year. Okay. So that was nice. And, um, you know, I was just, I was surprised that you were still awake. What's, Usually what's your it's sauciest like play? midnight and you're out for what's the you know? sauciest play. First of all, sauciest play is sponsored by my dad's barbecue sauce. Great barbecue sauce for me. I know it's not a really big play, but my sauciest play of the game was Robert Quinn's record breaking sack. I, I mean, will agree with that. Kudos to him. You know, to break the Chicago Bears record, especially coming off of the season that he had last year, which really wasn't a great season. I was no. not thrilled with him. I was like, why do we have him? We're paying him too much. But I mean, he really has, you know, carried this defense on his back, especially without Mac, without uh, Danny Trevathan, without Hicks, you know, Many, Mac and yeah, Hicks. Right. You know, being He's in been the out. consistent force on the defense. He's come every game to play. And the fact that he he beat um, within the 16 games, uh, Richard Dent, who's a Hall of Famer, 
Um, and a we still have another that, game left. Right, but what I'm saying is it's the first yes. season with 17 games. So if he would have gotten it in his 17th game, it oh, went to right. – So the fact that he did it in the same amount of games, um, uh, kudos to, to Robert Quinn. Great year. And definitely, definitely deserved his Pro Bowl vote. Um, would you and say he's so? coming back because he's still under contract. He's still so under contract. He's somebody to about. look forward to. I mean, there's, you know, with the Bears winning a couple games here, even though they're meaningless because they've already been eliminated, we can look to let's let's talk about some players that that we can build around and be positive about looking towards next year. I mean, Robert Quinn's definitely one. I would say Roquan um, Smith is still under contract. He, I think, was snubbed big time for, you know, Pro Bowl recognition. But the one main question that has been bothering me um, for, you know, this at least the second half of the season is the entire Tariq Cohn question. Um, You're going right to Tariq Cohn. I yeah. know. I'm, we're, let's just He's dive injured. Right into he was it. supposed to come back. He's and supposed he, to come back. He hasn't come back. So there's obviously something wrong. I, I have not read details other than he's, he's, uh, he hasn't progressed. And sometimes you know, a, a serious injury, whether it's a knee, you know, sometimes a surgery isn't as successful or rehab doesn't go as planned. And uh, we'll see about Tariq Cohn. The good news is getting back to building around certain players. The Bears have two quality running backs in Montgomery and Herbert. And Herbert proved as a rookie um, when he filled in for Montgomery and when he's been sparingly been used, whether it's on special teams or the couple carries that he gets, that he's a durable, you know, uh, you know, uh, positive player. I, I mean, see he's, a lot of longevity in him. I really also like the trade-off between him and Montgomery. I wish we would, you know, kind of interchange them a little bit more than we do currently, just because, you know, they're both so tough, but I always get worried, you know, to, to not have Montgomery. Like well, you want to mix it up and you want to mix it up and mix it up and you don't want to put know. too much on one player. Cause then he gets beaten up, but yeah, I hear you on that, but two, so you so we mentioned Robert Quinn, we mentioned Roquan Smith on the defensive side, two um, solid uh, Pro Bowl capable players, uh, Montgomery and Herbert on the offensive side. What about some other offensive side? How about Mooney? So let's go back to Tariq Cohen for one quick second. Do you think that he will retire or do you think he will be back next year? Because no he idea. is taking up a lot of money on contract our space no that's yeah, yeah. it's I, the truth I, and he hasn't played i don't know i don't, I don't know yeah. i think he'll be in camp i think he could he's not going to get traded because no one's going to pick up his contract unless the bears eat a big chunk of his contract as part of a trade but um i think the bears will um try to to salvage what what remains of of his of his career if possible but if he can't go uh, that that's the NFL. That's football. You see, unfortunately, Sad. many careers are cut short when there's a lot of talent there. And uh, the Bears were quick to reward him for a very short time where he was super successful for them. All right, let's stick on the offensive side of the ball quickly. Allen Robinson was under a one year deal with the Bears. Franchise, we franchise tag. tagged him, paying him a lot of money. I don't think he's going to be back next year. I think he's going to go somewhere else, make a lot of money, and I wish him all the best. I don't think the Bears utilized him enough this season. He battled a lot of injuries. COVID. COVID. I also don't think that, you know, he proved that we should have him back 
he didn't have a great season. That's no, just right. the truth That's of it. That's just true. And it hurt him in the marketplace. So he's not going to get as much as he otherwise could have if he had, you know, a normal Allen Robinson year, which he did not. So, um, but he's been a pro throughout. And, uh, but we don't, we didn't have the offense. Like you said, we didn't utilize him. Uh, but one, one, but some of these other receivers uh, in the last couple of weeks have, have shown some promise and, 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 and Mooney has gotten um, better as the seasons progress. He's put up good numbers, you know, considering that our offense isn't that great. He's done. And he's a little guy. Right. But we need a tough. big receiver. We he's need a Jamar so chase. Tough. We need the needs, the needs. And we'll get into this more in our final episode, but we need linemen offense, defensive wait, linemen, wait, wait. and we need a big receiver. So where is your priority within the limited draft picks that the Bears have for the next several years? I'd love to get one of those defensive linemen from Georgia um, or Alabama. And uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to start doing um, some uh, searching All right, on, so on next, top receivers. Next episode, we will have research. who we want. So what is your order of priority? Linemen and then receivers? See, I think, I think our for offense. For me, it's definitely linemen and then receivers. Right, but offense or defense. And I think our offensive line has progressively gotten better as I the agree. season has gone along. I mean, the low point being the Cleveland game early on. And that was also coaching. It was Fields' first game. They were unprepared. They had no game plan. But it also exposed the weakness of our offensive line. But as Peters came in and some of the younger players they have gelled more as the as the uh, years gone on. Hopefully, Jenkins turns out he had a weird year with the injury. He's he's played. He hasn't been great, but he's come in. You he's know, got a town. lot of work to do this right, offseason. But the other Borum Borum's gotten a lot of playing time. I don't know if Peters will be back. He's I he's doubt played, Peters will be back. He's it played was seventeen years. years. I mean, I mean that is. The craziest thing I have ever heard. I mean, we, my younger sister isn't even 17 years old, and yet Peters has been in the league for 17 years. Peters pretty much saved our offensive line this season. He did. He filled um, in admirable. And speaking game. of offensive line, Sam Mustafer's contract is up at I the end Daniels, of the season. I think Daniels. So is, is Daniels. I am not, I don't really think that we need to resign Daniels, especially if we I take someone in the they're draft. Of course they're going to, because they're stupid. No, Mustafer, because, uh, I definitely think that we resign him. He's a solid center. He's really only had like two or three penalties on him. This so year why would you resign Mustafer versus Daniels? Why not sign them both? I just think Mustafer is a, a better, smarter player all right we still and need he, offensive he's linemen. made less mistakes but i think we gotta go for defensive linemen we definitely need d-backs too we need d-backs although the d-backs have looked good against inferior teams we go up against aaron Rodgers. our d-backs don't look so so good. speaking of d-backs um deandre houston carson who i really like he is going to be a free agent at the end of the season but he is coming off of a injury, injury where he had surgery. Oh wow! Something with his arm or his elbow. I have to. Oh, he'll be. Fine. Look into that more. As long but as it's not his leg. It is not his leg, but I definitely think that there is concern over somebody coming, you know, going into free agency, coming off of an injury where he needed surgery. Luckily, you know, from the reports, his surgery, you know, has gone well. He's already started his rehab and everything. But I would not be upset to see him resign to a short-term contract or like a one-year deal because I do think he is talented, especially right, in the backfield. They back need field. more. They need more. They need more D backs. They need. 
they, you know, today, today was sort of a, a game that you sort of throw out the window because the giants are so bad. They kept on showing during uh, commercial uh, transitions back into the game, like the glory days of the mid eighties up until the early nineties, when the bears and giants had all these playoff battles and they were two of the top teams for, for many years in that decade of the eighties. And, uh, it, it they're both shells of what those teams are. I mean, today was today was sadness in the in the sense that we were seeing two major cities, two um, traditionally power franchises in the NFL playing for nothing. It was a meaningless game. The the only solace, and this goes both ways, is that as bad as we are, the Giants are so much worse. I know so they it kind of makes so much, us look good. Makes us feel good. But, but they then, also but, have two first round draft picks this year. And we're and gonna we get don't. and we're gonna get less of a draft pick <laughs> right. because we're now winning meaningless games, which right. is very bear like. Yes. So um speaking of all of that and your D backs, Hicks's contract is up at he's the gone. end of the season. Do you think he's gone or do you think he's retiring? Because that's where I'm like on the fence about. Doesn't matter. He's gone. Whether he's retiring or on some other team, it doesn't matter. He, he is a huge gap on our defensive line. That... Well, plus, he's been a good leader. I mean, he's totally. been a good leader. But what I like seeing today was all these other defensive linemen who are young um, Nichols, up. Gibson. Gibson um, had a huge game. I mean, I mean seriously, like so MVP so today. They're, they're showing, again, it's inferior, meaningless games. Um, if they can beat the Vikings next week and officially knock them out of the playoffs if they're not out, knocked out tonight uh, after playing the, the Packers, um, the Bears will have a very ho-hum, below average. They could be 7-10, seven and seven and ten. But if they go out winning their last three games, it will not save Nagy's job. I don't It'll, know about that. But it gives confidence to some players that if, if they have some shining moments in these last couple of games, um, you know, I think it, 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 it would make them 2-0 and for 22 going into next year. And, and you build around some young talent. That? Who cares about No one cares that? about it. I know. I know. All right, let's focus on our my favorite or one of my favorite positions besides quarterback, which is our tight ends. We've got oh. Jesse James's contract. I thought is, you were going to say the punter because you love the punter. Well, I just I think he's a good punter. We'll get into the punter after, okay. so remind me because we'll go to that. We'll go okay. to special teams next. Okay. But uh, I don't want to make this too long. The game was long enough. You're making it longer by keep interrupting me, by that's the way. I, that's what I always do. Yeah. So uh, Jesse James and Jimmy Graham and JP Holtz, all of them are, you know, not under contract for the next season. Jesse James, what do we think about keeping him, not keeping him? I would not be mad to sign him to a one-year deal. He's got great experience coming He's out young. of Pittsburgh. He's still young. Pittsburgh. Sorry. Um, I think that you know, he definitely is a great addition to our tight end room. Holtz, I could totally go without. I don't you think got we Cole need him. You got Cole Right, Komet. Holtz is just kind of there. I, I get rid of him, honestly. Like, he as doesn't really do much. As long as you got much. one solid tight end. But let's talk about Jimmy Graham. Do we think he's going to retire? Do we think? He could, but he doesn't have to. He's actually, 
he's still making plays when they put him out there. I mean, he, he's an unbelievable playmaker. He's in good shape. Uh, to my knowledge, no, he could injuries. continue to play. There's a team out there for him, whether it's the bears. But do you or think it should else. be the bears? I think the bears could sign him, but I also think he could get more money elsewhere. He's got a um, lot of money these last two years. I don't think if he plays another year, I think it's all gravy for him and he won't get nearly as much as what the bears ever gave him. That was way too much, but he could still, make a lot of money with some other team but the bears want to see him again i just have a lot of respect for him i think he is not only a great leader a good teacher you know he's just a stand-up guy he's been nominated this is his second year with the bears and his second year being nominated for the walter payton man of the year for the chicago bears so that definitely says a lot you know to only be on the team for two years and both years you know get um you know what am I want to say? Get you know nominated for that award from the Bears. Do we, do we want to talk about the most important position on the field? We haven't talked about the quarterback. Um, Should Andy Dalton have had this game? Should he? Yeah. Okay. The you only, wanted him to. Play. I wanted him to play. All the announcers were saying that you know because of Foles's victory last week that he deserved to play and get the starting not everybody I think a lot of people said if, if Fields was healthy he should play and if he is healthy next week he'll probably play which is so stupid like why put him out there for the last game of the season when he can risk injury like you're I, always risking injury but you're saying if, the if game's Justin not worth Fields it is your, is your fancy like convertible sports car like this is winter in Chicago you put the sports car in the garage and who, you keep who, it there until summer line? Did you get that from somebody? I don't know. Okay. Just, Good let, line. Me, just I like let me have it. Okay. You got it. You got the line. Um, what do we think? I mean, Nick Foles has another year on his contract. Yeah. So that's all you need. I swear to God, if the bears draft another quarterback within the next five to seven years in the draft, they're making the biggest mistake. Well, it all depends how fields pans out. And, and, and so don't go back to the draft. Go fields to an experienced quarterback. All fields proved this year is that he is athletic, which we knew that before he stepped on the field. But what I don't like coming from fields is the body language on the sidelines oh it's terrible he's never in the huddle with on the sidelines with the other quarterbacks he's in his coat he's keeping warm he's not even like on the ipad like talking to the guys like looking over film that really concerns me i mean he's either he's like he's he's just waiting for the season to end it seems like and it just doesn't seem like he's He's engaged. He's disengaged. He thinks he like, I feel like his ego like needs to be knocked down a little. And I feel like it has been, and he's not happy about it. And he's like sitting in his timeout pouting. He should be happy as Buckeyes won a big bowl game. Yeah. I mean, who cares about yeah. that? He but probably like, wishes he was back on the Buckeyes, but right, anyway, because you know what? He was a star and he's not used to losing because in college he barely ever lost and he's not used to being sacked because that barely happened either. Right. In so college. he's, so, I, I, so you know, what? a lot of growing up to do, I think, I think you're right. And, um, you know, hopefully they find a coach that will, that will, um, connect with him and, uh, he's our future. I mean, he's our future. I think, Nick Foles proved last week he's more than a capable backup. He has nothing really to prove. And the fact that he sort of was thrown to the side as a QB three this year was unfortunate for him. But I think he's got it was football. unfortunate for everyone because it, we wasted $10 million on Andy Dalton when we really did not need point. him at all. That's the point. That's the point. Anyway. Um, we're, all right. We're should, we, to... should we talk about what, you know, you were said you were going to remind me about? And of course you forgot. What did I forget? The punters. They're oh, the, the one, sorry, not punters, punter. Um, 
both Pats on special teams, Pat O'Donnell and Pat Scales were both only under one year contracts. I say bring them both back, give them whatever they want. The one give them whatever they want. They're punters and a long well, snapper. I know, Don't but give them whatever they want. Well, what's fair for that the position, market value? Uh, the market okay. value. Okay. The one That's thing different. that makes me a little worried about not getting Pat O'Donnell is that, you know, I do think he is one of the best punters in the league. And I do think that because of, you know, salary cap issues, he could get more money elsewhere. Um, can get another punter. We can get another punter. What about, what about good. Cairo? Is Cairo a free agent? After Cairo is not a free agent. We signed him to, I think, a two or three year deal, which I'm happy about. Um, but another special team. Which is nice because, you know, for a while there, we had uh, kicker issues. And and I think I, I'm very confident with Cairo Santos. I think I he's, done well. a, he's been very um, capable. He's very disciplined. You know, he's broken some bears records already. And uh, no, it's definitely been fun to watch Cairo. It's been great. Um, But some one quick special teams player that will be a free agent this year is Jakeem Grant. Well, if, if Tariq Cohn, well, if Tariq Cohn is gone, he proved himself in the few games that, you know, he came in mid season and he's another, he's a gadget player. He's a Tariq Cohn player. So if Tariq Cohn is down. You, you sign Grant and, and, you know, you see how it plays out, but only the bears know the condition of their players and where they're at. And they know about Tariq Cohn a lot more than we do. So um, if Tariq Cohn's down, I say you, you keep a guy like Grant and he's. Yeah, I think we could keep him, but I would only sign him to like a one-year deal. If that was me. Um, just because I'm not confident in, you know, his longevity and in his situation with how gutsy he is, you know, he does, it's great to watch his toughness, but he puts himself in the line of fire a the lot. The key is Justin Fields future. Who's going to lead this team as the quarterback, as the coach, as the GM, where's the leadership? What is the culture going forward? We need to scrap no matter how good we feel, we shouldn't feel really good about winning two or whether it's three games to end the season. Although it's going to feel good in the locker room, the reality is seven and 10 doesn't cut it. This team failed. They failed out of the gate. They didn't have a plan. The culture, you know, they keep saying Nagy's a player's coach. I don't believe it. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy, buy it. it. I don't buy it. And uh, they, they need they need a fresh start with a lot of fresh faces in the leadership position, the coaching, the GM. And All right. Fields. Well, I'm just going to cut you off here and keep it short. Thank you for repeating everything that every announcer has ever said pretty much since what game three of the season. But uh, next week, Minnesota at Minnesota, it's a dome, which will be so much better for everyone involved because we've had two really cold, snowy games in a row. Right. So what you're saying is, is if Fields doesn't play, he doesn't need his coat on the sidelines because it's indoors? Yes, exactly. Okay. Maybe maybe he'll pout less on the sidelines. Okay. So okay. maybe he'll be a little bit warmer, which will uh, definitely help out. Okay. But um, Kirk Cousins was on the COVID list this week. He will most likely be back. You don't know. I will be totally fine if we take a loss and hopefully help our draft, draft position. <laughs> but um, anyway, without further ado. Three, two, one. Bear, bear down. down.